Well, I better get going. Your show's almost on. It's officially overtime. Sounds like a freak of nature to me. Yeah. Can't wait to meet him. Overtime with Lee Patterson, the only live local radio sports talk show in the Gila Valley. The following program is closed captioned for the thinking impaired. And now, here's your host for Overtime, Lee Patterson. that hard to turn the knobs? Well, hello there. Welcome to Overtime. I am Lee Patterson. Thanks for joining us here on the first show of 2023. And those of you that are tuning in for the first time on purpose or by accident, either or is fine. Um, welcome. Every Wednesday during the fall sports season, we'll be on the air with Overtime with Lee Patterson. It will probably be the best half an hour you spend every Wednesday uh, here uh, getting caught up on everything that's going on local sports-wise uh, with uh, all the high schools, the college, uh, everything local sports. Uh, this show is a busy show today because we have we have to catch up on everything that went on in the offseason, and that is... There's a ton that went on in the offseason. We'll also, I've got some questionnaires back from some football coaches. And we will take a look at the football schedule. Some schools got moved to different leagues. Uh, we'll take a look at EAC soccer. Um, a lot of things going on. And uh, some of the more important things, we've got new equipment in here since the last time I did the show. So it is uh, making sure the right buttons are pushed. Might be, might be uh, difficult today, but... So far, so good in getting on the air, right? So I hope you are enjoying your day. Uh, it's not 115 degrees, so that is kind of a miracle. Um, it's been super hot, so I'm glad it is not. And uh, let's just jump into it. Let's go with... Uh, I printed the schedules for the high school football teams for this season. And then I did winning percentages based on last year's numbers. Obviously that's the, the most current numbers that we've got. So that is how we will do it today is uh, by last year's numbers. See who has the toughest schedule by winning percentages, by number of wins, and as I was putting this together, some of this actually surprised me. I, I had my, I had my mindset on who had the toughest schedule, and there's some of them might uh, surprise you. So let's look first at the 1A level. We'll start with the Duncan Wildcats under Dan Coates as their head coach. They have got, uh, according to AZ Preps, they've got two, four, two. For six, seven games scheduled this year. Feels a little bit light. I'm not sure if they're looking for another game or not, but seven games scheduled for Duncan this year uh, for football. They will kick off August 18th at home against Lordsburg. Lordsburg went 10-1 and last year. They ran the regular season, uh, but lost their first playoff game. So they were 10-1 and last year. Then they will take on Fort Thomas in Duncan. Then they'll be at San Manuel and at St. David, home against Baba Kivri, at Ray, and at Valley Union 
to end the season. So three home games and four road games for Duncan this year. And as a team, or as a, a total schedule, those opponents were 32 and 33 last year. So just under 500 on the season last year. Uh, we'll just go down the the rank the record from last year. As I mentioned, Lordsburg was 10 and 1. Fort Thomas 0 and 8. Salmonwell 8 and 3. St. David 9 and 2. Baba Kivri was 3 and 5. And Ray and Valley Union were both 1 and 7 last year. So um, for for Duncan, not the toughest schedule. And they are looking to uh, pick up a win. Uh, their their toughest opponent might be that week one opener at home against Lordsburg. So uh, we'll keep an eye out on that one for them. Uh, the 1A South, the Fort Thomas Apaches under Eric Aguilar, his second season. Uh, they are looking to uh, pick up a win this year. They had a rough season last year, but let's take a look at their schedule. They will open August 18th as well at home against Bob Akivri. Then they'll go to Duncan and to Superior, home against Sibiku at Tempe Prep, home against Seminole at Valley Union, at St. David, and home against Ray to end the season. And as a as a schedule, that schedule was 38 and 49 last year. So six more wins on the win side, but also 17 more losses on the other side. So let's look at their record from last year. Baba Kivri was three and five. Duncan was five and three. Superior was six and four. Civicu was one and six. Tempe Prep was four and five. Samuel was eight and three. And St. David was nine and two. So one, two, three, four of their eight games were against teams that had a winning record last year for Fort Thomas coming up this season. So they kick off the 18th at home against Baba Kivri. We'll jump up to the 2A level now. We will go to uh, Wilcox and look at Eric Halmerson's squad's schedule. They will open up at home against Arizona Lutheran Academy on August 18th. Then they'll go to Tonopah Valley. That is a trip. Uh, then to Sholo. So back-to-back weeks, long trips for Wilcox at Tonopah, at Sholo. Then home against ALA Anthem South at Tombstone. Home against Bisbee and Tanka Verde at Palo Verde. Home against Benson. And then at Catalina to end their season. As a whole, last year, 48-53. and 53, So under 500 was this schedule last year. Arizona Lutheran was 5-5. Five and five. Tonopah was 10-2. Sholo was 11-2. That's a 3A game. Anthem South only played four games. They were 1-3. Tombstone was 4-6. Bisbee was 4-6. Tanka Verde was 5-6. Palo Verde was 2-6. Benson was 5-6. Catalina was 1-9. So only two teams on this year's roster had a winning record last year or on this year's schedule for Wilcox had a winning record last year. And that's week two and week three against Tonopah and Sholo, both on the road for Wilcox. Wilcox will find out uh, where they're at uh, pretty early with those road tests against those two teams. On to Pima now. They are in the 2A Black Conference under Josh Wilkins in his second year. Um, I'm not sure. Uh, We posted up the preview earlier today on on my social medias and on GilaValleyCentral.net. and I, and I wrote in the open that I'm not sure you could have written a better script for Josh Wilkins in his rookie season as a head coach at Pima to go 13-1 and one and win a state championship. I mean, that's that's like the every, every after-school football movie that you've, you know, every made-for-TV football movie, that's how it happens. The new coach wins uh, in his first year. So congratulations to them 
and they will play in the 2A Black this year, and this is their schedule. They'll start uh, – they have a bye August 18th, so they're the only team in the area that will not play on August 18th. Uh, they will kick off their season August 25th at Safford. Then they go to Scottsdale Christian, home against Marinci at St. John's at Miami, home against ALA Anthem South, home against Globe, home against Alchesay at San Carlos, and home against Santa Cruz. So that is their new region, St. John's, Miami, Globe, Alchesay, San Carlos, and Santa Cruz. That is the Pima football region in the 2A black their their schedule was over 500 last year at 49 and 42. Safford was four and six. Scottsdale Christian was eight and two. Marinci was 13 and one. Or excuse me, was 12 and two. St. John's was six and four. Miami five and five. ALA Anthem South one and three. Globe four and six. Alchesay six and three. San Carlos one and eight. And Santa Cruz five and four. The, the rumor was, and I haven't really been able to confirm this because nobody really wants to admit it that that uh Pima had a hard time finding a region when they did the new regions this year uh nobody wanted Pima in their region so uh they got moved to the 2A black they will not play obviously Marinci they will play Marinci but Marinci's up into 3A they will not play Wilcox in the regular season um that the, the game Scottsdale Christian week th- technically their week 2 week 3 on the schedule at Scottsdale Christian, those two are pegged to be one and two, Pima and Scottsdale Christian, in the state in the 2A level this year. Moving on to the 3A South, the Marinci Wildcats under new head coach Richard Davis. And this was this was a big hire, in my opinion. I When, when I was told that that's who they hired, um, I reached out to Marinci, told him that that was a home run hire. And I, I still believe that. It was a big hire for them. Richard Davis coached the Santa Cruz Dust Devils in uh, that time era, the time that Pima, or excuse me, Thatcher was in the middle of their three-peat. Uh, they beat Santa Cruz two of those three years in that three-peat. And one of those games was probably the best, the best game I've ever broadcasted on radio is when they, when they held Devontae Neal out of the end zone um, from the one-inch line to win the ball game. It was that was pretty exciting. Now Rashard Davis over at Marinci, and if you ever watch those teams there under him, they will feature somebody on the ground, and they will get thirty or forty carries a game, and that is that is an, is intriguing fact for me this year to watch Marinci. Uh, they will start on the road for four straight. Uh, they're getting a new turf field installed at Marinci High School, so they will be on the road for four straight games to start the season. The entire month of August the first two week the last two weeks of August first two weeks of September they're on the road at ALA Ironwood at Round Valley at Benson and at Pima to start the season then they get two home games against Blue Ridge and against Safford and then they go to Push Ridge home against Fountain Hills and Sabino and they'll finish Halloween weekend at Thatcher as a whole 70 and 38 so not an easy schedule 22 games over, no, 32 games over 500 was the the squads last year. There was only, ALA Ironwood was 2-7. and seven. Everybody else was 500-ish or better. 
Um, Benson was five and six. Safford was four and six. Fountain Hills was five and five. Blue Ridge was five and five. But Pima was thirteen and one. Round Valley was seven and three. Push Ridge was ten and one. Thatcher was thirteen and one. Uh, there's some. There's uh, that. That's not a walk in the park. If you're uh, Marinci this year, onto the Safford Bulldogs under Bob Park. They will kick off their season on the road August 18th at Payson. That will be our first broadcast as well. We'll head up the hill with the with the Safford Bulldogs to take on the Payson Longhorns. Then they'll be then Safford will be at home against Pima at Florence at Rincon in Tucson, home against Sabino, home against Blue Ridge at Marinci, home against Round Valley at Thatcher and home against Push Ridge to end the season. That that schedule as a whole last year had 83 wins, the most of any schedule locally. Had the most wins. I, I would not have picked the Safford schedule that had the most that have to have the most wins compared to last year. 83 wins in that schedule from last year's teams. Uh, Payson was seven and four. Pima was thirteen and one. Florence was eight and three. Rincon was one and nine. Sabino eight and three. Blue Ridge five and five. Marinci twelve and two. Round Valley seven and three. Thatcher thirteen and one. And Push Ridge nine and one. Only one team on the schedule this year was under five hundred, and that was Rincon at one and nine. Definitely some power points there, but you got to win some ball games. And last on the list, the Thatcher Eagles in the 3A South under Dan Jones. They Their schedule probably has the highest. I didn't math it. but So Safford's opponents had 83 wins last year. Thatcher's had 78 compared to 25 losses. So six, seven less losses on the, the Thatcher schedule. So 78 to 20 and 25 is this schedule. And, and that includes a, a team that didn't play varsity games last year. We'll get to that in a second. So they'll, Thatcher will start the season August 18th at Paradise Honors. That game will be the AIA game of the week. So they will have the broadcast on that one. Then they'll be home against the Crisman Rattlers. They did not have a varsity season last year that I could find. So they count for no wins and no losses. But that will be Thatcher's second game at home, the 25th. Then they'll go to Valley Christian at home against Round Valley at Yuma Catholic, the longest trip in the state, at home against Sholo, at Sabino, home against Safford, at Push Ridge, and then home against Marinci to end the season. And when I initially looked at that schedule, I said, man, that's got to be the toughest schedule in 3A. But then I'd do the wins and losses from last year, and Safford's got 83 more wins, or has 83 wins on their schedule. So, yeah, they're pretty tough. Um, nine and two Paradise Honors last year, a playoff team. Crisman didn't play. Valley Christian, a playoff team. Round Valley, a playoff team. Yuma Catholic, a 4A playoff team. Sholo, a playoff team. Sabino, a playoff team. Safford, should have been a playoff team, in my opinion. Push Ridge, a playoff team. And Marinci, the 2A runners up. That's why I say Thatcher's schedule is the hardest in the state. Not because of records, but of how far they all ran. Paradise Honors, Valley Christian, Yuma Catholic, Sholo, Sabino, Push Ridge, Marinci. Like that, that's, that is, that's 
that's tough. <laughs> I mean, that's going to be that is going to be a tough schedule um, for the Thatcher Eagles this year. But if anybody's up to it, they've they've had some adversity before. It may not feel like it when uh, they're beating people sixty to six, but there has been some seasons that that there's been some adversity. So we'll see what uh, we'll see what happens in the season. That's that's the exciting exciting part of the season. I mean, you just never know. So we'll see what uh, we'll see what uh, what happens. That music means it's time to take our first break here on Overtime. We'll sit, we'll pay some bills. We'll come back and uh, continue on. Got to we'll talk about, you know what? We'll dive deeper into the high school previews that the, of the coaches that have got back to me. And after that, a look at Eastern Arizona College Soccer kicking off as well. Coming back after this. Hey guys, it's been hot out, like super hot. And if you've been thinking about trying Liquid IV, I've got a deal for you. You can get 20% off when you grab Liquid IV Hydration Multiplier sugar-free or any other variant at liquidiv.com and use code RADIOGUY at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code RADIOGUY at liquidiv.com. Welcome back to Overtime. Lee Patterson with you. Thanks for joining us today. If you'd like to follow along on social media, on Facebook, it's Overtime with Lee Patterson. On Twitter, or X, or whatever Elon is calling it now, it is RadioGuyAZ99. Way to keep up with everything going on in between. We usually talk about some of the same things. If you see me post about it during the week on the socials, we'll probably talk about it on the show as well, which is exactly what I posted about this a little bit earlier. Um... I'm excited to be a part of the Ed Doherty Selection Committee again this year, which is the Arizona High School Heisman Award. Been on it now for, I think this is the third season they've asked me to be a part of it. Uh, Since 1986, the Ed Doherty Award has been the state of Arizona's highest individual high school football honor and is awarded annually to the state's most outstanding high school football player by the Grand Canyon State Gridiron Club. The Ed Doherty Award recognizes the player whose performance best exhibits the pursuit of excellence with integrity, The winner of the award epitomizes great ability combined with diligence, perseverance, and hard work. In addition to on-field performance, the Ed Doherty Award recognizes the well-rounded accomplishments of community involvement, school pride, and academics. And uh, some of the best, the best players in the state have been in that room. And I've, I'm excited that we've had some guys from the local area. Both years I've been on it. We've been able to have some guys from the local area. My goal every year is to get at least one guy from the area in the room for the award ceremony in December. It's uh, kind of a cool experience. Um, I know it is for me. It's got to be for the players. Uh, you meet some of the old winners. Um, Bijan Robinson, who's the Atlanta Falcons running back now. Uh, Brock Purdy, who's the starting quarterback for the 49ers, or presumably the starting quarterback for the 49ers, have been there the last couple years to uh, their former winners they've come back uh, they really appreciate uh, what that award means and they come back and speak with the players and it's pretty cool so my goal this year is to uh, get somebody again here from the local area onto um, on into that room in December for the uh, luncheon but uh, the the week three is when the watch list comes out so as, as I told people on social media, I can't be at every game, 
So if you're at a game, it doesn't even you know it's hard for some people to do this, but if, even if it's not the team you're cheering for, if you're at a game and a player has a breakout performance, let me know about it on my socials and I will make sure to get them on the wa- the watch list. And then after that, it's up to them to have another big game during the year. So after week 3, so we make a big list preseason. And then after week 3, each week we'll nominate players. So just because you're on the watch list doesn't mean you're automatically in the room. You have to still have a big performance at between week three and the end of the season uh, to be nominated again. And then you'll get a medallion. You'll be presented with a medallion. And that medallion means you're in. Um, you're in to, in the room for a chance to win the award. So that is, uh, that's how that process works. So I'm, I'm happy to be part of that as well. I'm, I'm just glad that we're able to get uh, athletes from this part of the state into uh, into the into the room and get to meet some of those guys and have some ath- athletic experience at with guys of all levels. That's a it's a one A through six A award, so you're you're going against everybody in the state. So uh, let us uh, let's dig deeper into the football preview. I sent out questionnaires to all the coaches in the Gila Valley, and I've received three and a half back. Because three of them sent back the questionnaire, one of them texted me the answer. So I'll consider that a half if we were sco- if you're scoring at home. Uh, we'll start with the defending 2A state champions, the Pima Rough, Rider under, Rough Riders under Josh Wilkins. So all the all, everything we talk about here is an answer from the coach. I send them a questionnaire. They fill it out. We use it for our previews uh, and for information throughout the season. So these are all answers provided by head coach Josh Wilkins, who will be entering just his second year. He is hitting 1,000, though, when it comes to state champions, one for one, in his coaching career. Four years at the high school level. Last year they were 13-1. and one. He's joined uh, on the varsity staff this year by Lee Haas, Brent Wiltbank, Jake McBiles, and Jed Hughes. I asked him what the strongest part of the team was at this point and what he projects to be the strongest point of his team, and he says it's his defensive line, which is including uh, defensive ends Sam Ray and Preston Russell, nose tackles Pepper Hughes and Brock Haas, and nose guards Jer- nose guard Jeremiah Martinez. And then uh, I asked what his biggest concern was coming into the season. And he says his offensive line will be young and inexperienced. And that is, that's always a concern. I mean, your, your line is really what makes things go. So you, you've got to have your line set to go. So that is his biggest concern. And then I ask him for some players to watch. And his number one on the list is their number one, senior Jackson John, 5'11", 180-pound athlete uh, last year. He was the region first team defensive back, flex player, kicker, punt returner, and oh yeah, he was the player of the year as well. Uh, state first team flex player and also the state offensive player of the year last year for Jackson John. He's back and he's going to be he's he's really going to be the guy that they try to get the ball to this year. Um, and and I don't blame them. I, I said this a couple of times last year that I don't think Jackson John knew how good he was, and when it clicks watch out I've not seen him I've not seen a practice yet so I don't know where he's at but for coach to put him first on the list he's obviously had a great offseason also on the list is who he thinks is the best linebacker in 2A 
uh, senior Tutty Smart at six foot, 180 pounds. First team all region linebacker last year, led the team in tackles with 93. He's back this year for the Riders. Also, uh, the feature back on offense, senior Hayden Blair, 5'8, 160 pound running back. Uh, we heard about uh, these next three who will be uh, huge. It, th- this, this is telling. So, Jeremiah Martinez is the nose tackle, nose guard. He's also the fullback. That is that is a bunch of a a bunch a, a big bruiser coming through, uh, leading the way for Hayden Blair, uh, Pepper Hughes at five ten two ten, and Brock Haas at six one two ten on the line is um, are players he he said to watch this year. Um, also, uh, he did a little uh, a little blurb that said expect big things from three dynamic seniors: Jackson John, Tutty Smart, and Hayden Blair. Red Hughes will start at quarterback and is more of a pocket passer who knows the offense very well and has some big targets in Sam Ray and Preston Russell. Lots of depth at skill positions, and we will look for different ways to get the ball into the hands of Jackson John. The defense wins championships, and that is where I think we will shine, said Coach. Tutty is the best linebacker in the, in the 2A, and our front five are lean and mean, extremely strong and quick. Preston Russell and Sam Ray at the ends with Brock Haas, Pepper Hughes, and Jeremiah Martinez holding down the middle, all of them demanding a double team. You've got to pick which one you're going to block. He said the kids are putting in the time and know what it takes to win a state championship. I asked him which game he's got circled on his calendar. It's that game September 1st against Scottsdale Christian. That will be a big one. And he says the top three in 2A this year should be Pima, Scottsdale, Christian, and Santan Charter. His senior leadership has been huge so far. And then I asked a question that that doesn't get asked very often. I said, what would you consider a successful season? And he said, we're going to look totally different, but exactly the same at the same time. And we expect the same result this year. You can't deny the size and the talent of last year's team, but it was their attention to detail that made us good. This year, when we do the little things right, we will be successful. That from uh, the the typing fingers of head coach Josh Wilkins from Pima High School and, and tells me they're he thinks they're ready. He knows they're going to have a target on their back this year after just torching through the the 2A last year. Uh, Let's go to the next one who got uh, me back. Bob Park, head coach at Safford High School, entering his third season. The team went four and six last year, and in my opinion, should have got the 16th spot. They were playing well enough to get that 16th spot into the playoffs, but they just fell short. He said they will rely on their seniors this year, and one of those is JoJo Ruelas, the senior quarterback in safety. He'll be entering his third season as the quarterback bulldog or as the, as the bulldog quarterback. He threw for 1,300 yards last season and 10 touchdowns to only three interceptions, and he was the team's second leading rusher and the top tackler from his safety position. Uh, Chris Chateau, senior wide receiver and kick returner. Chateau was a threat to take almost any kick or punt return to the house last year for the Bulldogs. He averaged 21.7 yards per return. That earned him second team all 3A South returner. It's 423 receiving yards were the top for the Bulldogs and earned him first team all 3A South honors. So the he got the quarterback, the top receiver, and the top rusher back. Uh, Monster Rios, who is uh, at 5'6", 130, not the biggest guy in the field, but uh, try tackling him. Uh, he rushed for a team high of 679 yards and 10 touchdowns last season. 
He also caught 20 passes for 200 yards. He was the second team All-3A South running back. And Cole Goodman, who will be a junior wide receiver this year, had nine catches for 95 yards last year, but four of his nine catches were for touchdowns, meaning he was Ruillis' favorite red zone target. And on the line, 6'2", 230-pound senior Brandon Aguilar will anchor both the offense and defensive line this year. Last year, from his defensive tackle position, he had 17 tackles. Uh, Two questions with Coach Park. What game did you have circled on your calendar and why? He says the season opener at Payson. They came down to our place last year for homecoming rank number eight, and we pulled off a big upset. They will definitely be ready for us this year. And again, what would you consider a successful season? He says, our goal is always to contend for a conference championship. If we focus on doing well in the regular season, the other goals will be achieved. Uh, And his coaching staff this year, him as the head coach, he'll have assistant coaches Tyrell Andrews, Marcus Gaethje, Brad Reynolds, David David, Fuzzy Reese, Hunter Cochran, Robert White, and Clay Emery. And strength and conditioning coach is Tiffany Fonts this season for the Bulldogs. And the last one on paper that we have is from Rashard Davis, the head coach at Marinci. His first year there, 13th in coaching, eighth year as a head coach. His coaching staff will be Benji Morales, Isai Venagas, Venegas, Jason McEwen, Art Martinez, Tito Casillas. His defensive coordinator will be Frankie Gonzalez, Josh Sandoval, and Matt Garcia. Strongest part of the team at this point is, he thinks, just the expectation of winning. He likes the expectation of winning at Marinci so far. Uh, biggest concern is, can we replicate the previous years of success at the 3A levels? Uh, players to watch this season, Tristan Sanchez, Mikey Casillas, Donovan Voza, and Andrew Chavez. I agree. Uh, the game you have circled on your calendar and why. I feel like the Round Valley game will be a good measuring stick for us. This is a second game, and I believe it will tell us a lot about ourselves and if we can compete at the 3A level. He said, I asked him about the preseason top three. He says, in the region, Push Ridge, Sabino, and Marinci. At the state level, Push Ridge, Solo, and Sabino. Uh, his favorite part about this year's squad, the togetherness stands out more than anything. You can tell that the majority of the team has been playing together for years. Team chemistry is already present. And what would be a successful season for Richard Davis at Marinci? The goal will be to win every game they play. That's something I'll preach no matter the circumstance. So those are the three I've gotten back so far from coaches previewing their teams. And I feel like I feel like those are honest. I really do. I, I feel like I would have said the same things had I answered those questions about their teams, which means they're being... They're being honest with us, which I can appreciate. We'll take another time out here on Overtime. When we come back, we'll hit on Eastern Arizona College soccer and anything else we can fill the time with. We'll be back right after this. Welcome back to Overtime. Lee Patterson with you. Told you it was a new system. The buttons ran away from me. Uh, before we move on to Eastern Arizona College Soccer, I wanted to go over our broadcast schedule uh, this season uh, here on KATO. Again, you can hear these games every Friday night here on KATO, 1230 a.m., online at net. Anywhere you can get the internet or cell service. Also, around the Gila Valley in almost all of the restaurants, you'll see table tents. You can scan those and get the and then save the website of where the games are going to be. So let's go over our broadcast schedule quickly. We'll kick off the season on the road with Safford at Payson. Then we'll be at home at Safford as they take on Pima. 
Thatcher will be then at Valley Christian September 1st. Marinci is at Pima September 8th. Sabino at Safford on September 15th. Then we'll travel to Miami with Pima on the 22nd. Safford is at Marinci on the 29th. I'm excited to see the new turf field there. Uh, Round Valley at Safford on October 6th. October 13th is Safford at Thatcher. October 20th, Thatcher at Pushridge. And then we'll end the season with Marinci at Thatcher. That sounds like a great schedule, if I do say so myself. That's a great schedule. Uh, So Eastern Arizona College soccer. First ever soccer programs at Eastern Arizona College. They will kick off the season coming up. Actually, this weekend, I think, is when they kick off the season. Got to get all my paperwork in order. They will kick off the season. The Eastern Arizona College women will kick off their season on the soccer schedule. Uh, At home Thursday, August 17th against Western Wyoming College at 430 at John Mickelson Field. And then on Saturday the 19th, the men and the women will play against College of Southern Nevada. That is a 5 and 730 game in that one. So uh, on August 19th, uh, food trucks, free admission, lots of excitement going on over at Eastern Arizona College. Uh, so if you're a soccer fan or if you just want to see college soccer, I've never seen a collegiate soccer game. I did go out and watch the men uh, in their inter-squad scrimmage, and they are extremely quick uh, and extremely athletic. So I'm excited to see it. I'll probably be out there the 19th just to – Check it out to, you know, say you were there for the first ever collegiate soccer games at Eastern Arizona College. Uh, Volleyball heads to their jamboree as well. I believe there is on soccer, five local, five local kid girls on the soccer team and two local kid uh, guys on the men's team for soccer over at Eastern Arizona College. Um, uh, On the men's team, it looks like most of them are from Brazil and Jamaica and on the women's side, um, Eastern Europe-ish kind of looks like over there. Uh, that's going to do it for our first uh, show of the year. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. If you're a brand-new listener, thank you. If you're coming back, bless you, because that means you knew what you are getting yourself into. So I appreciate that. So we are out of time. We will hit this button, and we'll talk to you next week here at 1230. Goodbye. Bye, goodbye. Goodbye. Bye-bye. If you'll excuse me. Goodbye. Good night. Signing off. Come to bed now. Okay.